Hey guys, welcome back to this podcast. I know it's been a long time since I released an episode. Um, let's just say, well, I can't even just say, let's just say, um, God has really, really been good, but man, you know, when you start drawing away from God, you know, and it's not even that you do it on purpose, but just with life, quote unquote, going on and the distractions of life, it just, you feel like you're running on empty. And I have had people tell me, oh, you know, like, when are you going to release a new episode? And I was just like, at the point where emotionally I was like god I'm so empty like I I don't even know what to say to somebody like I don't even know what you're gonna what you're saying with you know to me I was having such a communication crisis with god and you know these are the parts of your relationship as a follower of christ that you're gonna have to deal with especially when it comes to temptations and that is going to be our topic for today, um, is temptation. And I know we talk about things like, you know, if you're tempted to like, you know, lustful thoughts or stuff like that, but we're going to be talking about like the temptation and how it goes into your head. You know, that that's spiritual warfare inside your mind. And whether you know it or not, you know, you're fighting against yourself you're fighting against your flesh you're fighting against um, the devil that wants you to fail you're fighting against all of these things and when you're doing them out of your sheer will it feels like you're fighting an impossible battle and that's what I've been going through I've had the stress of finals a wedding um, all of these things at one time and the way I would cope with stress when, um, before I got close to God is I would vape. You know, I was highly addicted to nicotine to the point where I could not go a day without it. And because of all of the stress, just these thoughts, you know, it starts, it starts small and then it gets to the point where it completely clouds your mind. Like every time you just have a bit of quiet, that's all you can think about. And when I had decided to get closer to God, you know, um, and with my relationship with my husband, when we first started going out and he was in the midst of applying to fire departments and stuff like that. And there was a, a bit of silence, you know, when he was hearing back from like, you know, chiefs and stuff like that on his interviews. And it got to the point where he hadn't heard from anybody in like two weeks. And I was like, okay, God. If I, I made a promise to God, just me and him. And I said, God, if what I'm doing, you know, vaping and stuff like that, if what I'm doing is causing the inability for my husband to get this job or it's causing him any harm in his future I don't want to do it any longer 
So I quit after that day. And the following day, my husband gets a job. (laughs) So I was like, okay, God, that's what you wanted. And I made him that promise. I was like, God, I I promise I won't, I won't touch that again. Um, And it's been crazy because as of this, these past two or three days, when I tell you that every sheer bit of silence I've had is these are the thoughts that were going through my head. Because my husband hated when I used to vape, when, when I was dating him. He hated it. He thought it was trashy. And, and I understand, like, of course it is. Like, it's immature, whatever. And I was... You know, I was thinking and and all these thoughts would just be coming into my head because I know better. And I've had these random, you know, little thoughts here and there. Oh, you know, you can get it. And then I would just rebuke it in the name of Jesus and then it would go away. Right. And the following day, something, uh, maybe a smaller thought. Oh, you know, you remember this feeling? And I would rebuke it and then it would go away. But when you are not holy, like, if you're not mentally in the word of God, like, if you're not reading the Bible, it, you feel it. Like, I wish I would be lying to you and say, oh, yeah, you know, like, you don't really need the Bible. No, no, no. You need it. You need it when you have, when you need it in general, because if it's not this that's tempting you, it is something else. Being close to God makes the temptations that much smaller. But when you get farther from God, these temptations grow bigger and bigger and bigger because your flesh is getting hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. And it gets to the point where you're just like, I don't even know how to handle this, God. Like, I I had that breaking point today. I was like, God, forgive me for, one, putting you last when I should have been putting you first. Forgive me for, you know, not treating your sons and daughters as good as I should, right? Forgive me for not going in front of you and and asking for forgiveness. And, And the list goes on and on, right? And it was like after... All of that. And I listened to um, Isaiah Saldivar's podcast. um, One that he just did with uh, John Ramirez. You have to listen to his testimony. It's awesome. But he was talking about like being spiritual snipers. And how like the devil. You know. He wants to defer you. He wants to defer Christians. From fulfilling what God wants. For their lives. Right. And how your action can influence your generations. So in my family, the spirit of addiction is real. Okay? I've seen it in my life. And what's crazy is if I had gone to that vape shop, right? And gotten that vape. And hit it 
my future children would pay the consequences to that action because I had no self-control. I don't want that for my kids. Do you guys want that for your kids? I don't think so. Like, I'm trying to be as transparent as possible, and it's not easy talking about (laughs) your imperfectness. Because in a world where we want to strive to be perfect, and we know we can't reach that, it sucks. (laughs) And what sucks is that, you know, I don't know if you guys think this about me or whatever, but I, you know, when you're talking about God and you have, you're, you have a very transparent relationship with him. People think they're like, oh, you're, she's so close to God. Like, she's not struggling with the stuff that I'm struggling with. She's got it easy. No, no. You have it hard. You have it so hard. Because you know what it took to walk away from the life that you were at before. The things that you deemed acceptable. But you know that God does not want for you. So when it comes to this temptation, right? Vaping, it physically hurts. This is physical, right? This is medical, scientifically, it hurts the lungs and the heart of a, of a human body. Does God not say, treat your body as a temple? So, one, I am physically doing the opposite of what God wants, what opposite of what God says. And if you... If you do want to know what that verse is, it's 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were brought, bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. I, I don't know if this is a wake-up call, but you're... Uh, Just so you know, your body is not yours. We are made in the image of God. God sent his son to be the payment for you. For me. And and I think only parents will fully understand the amount of sacrifice it is to have a child that you love and have aspirations for that you've seen from the moment they were in the belly you could see the mom's belly changing and growing as the baby gets bigger coming out and then growing up to be a full-grown adult you know that you will do whatever it takes to protect that baby right imagine god gave The only son he ever had. Just one. And what's crazy about sons in the Bible and in generations are they carry the name of the father, right? They carry that last name. So, for example, my dad's last name, I can't carry it because I got married. My sisters can't, but it's my brother's duty to carry his last name. So God had one son. He still he only has one son, sorry. Not had. Had, still has one son. 
and he gave him up for the sake of your, of you, of all of us. We weren't there with Jesus like when he was being crucified. We didn't break bread with him. We didn't. So Jesus did this knowing he knew us, but we didn't know him and he still did it. Knowing that we would have sinned millions and millions of times. Knowing that we would have rejected him. Knowing that we would have done stuff to hurt him. Do you think you could physically, this is not if, if God was in your life, if God was not in your life, right? Do you think you'd be able to physically love somebody that hurt you on purpose? Or hurt your child on purpose? We can't. Our, our, our flesh and our bodies and our minds f- mentally, physically can't comprehend that type of sacrifice, that type of love. Because to us, it doesn't, we don't get that. We don't get that level. And... The crazy part is, is that temptation is the hardest thing I think we would have to, you, you're going to go through in general. It's the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Because it's a way for the devil to, to kind of pull at your heart and this is my fault because I left the door open right instead of just rebuking the devil sometimes you you allow those thoughts you know you say obviously I'm not going to do that but you entertain those thoughts and those thoughts get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until they completely consume everything that you think about when you have a a second a millisecond of peace and quiet Because the devil wants to egg you on until you do it. He is the biggest bully peer pressure person in the world. In creation. He will push you. Unless. You have Jesus. And you use the name of Jesus. And you say cut it off. Enough. I'm not having this conversation with you. I will not let you entertain my thoughts because I don't want to deceive one. I don't want to see deceive my husband. That was mine. I don't want to deceive my husband. I am a child of God. Why would I want to do something that purposely departs myself from him? And two, I made and and three, I made a promise to him. If I already sin on a daily because we are fallen people, why would I add to my list of sin when there is something that I can control? And Paul talks about this in Galatians and in Corinthians. So we're going to be in Corinthians 10, 13 to 14. He says, God says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. 
So I don't, I think you need to understand that, that he will never give you or allow temptation beyond what you can help uh, handle. But so that he will, but if you are, or but when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. The way out is him. You have to lay it before God. You got to say, God, take these temp- uh, temptative thoughts, whether it be idolatry, whether it be um, lustful, pornography, vaping, sinning, drinking, smoking, whatever on earth it can be. You need to rebuke that spirit out of your mind in the name of Jesus. You have to do that. Because only Jesus can save you from something that you, your flesh has no physical or mental toughness to deal with temptation. Okay? You cannot do it out of your sheer will. I can't do it out of my sheer will. Today I had enough because I was like, God, I'm getting pushed, 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 pushed pushed to the point where it would just be easier to commit the act right if we're thinking with our flesh wouldn't it just be easier to get it out of the way be like okay have it i don't care but god comes in and he's like one you made a promise to me daughter come to me i will carry your burden i will help you get rid of that All you have to do is surrender. It is so hard to just surrender. We want to keep fighting. We don't want to give up, man. And you have to give it up to God. Because you can't do it alone. You can't. And you can, you know, you can tell yourself, oh, you know, I, I can do it. You know, I know God's going to help me. You need to, you have to go crumbling at your knees and just say, God, just take this from me. And just being complete repentance of him in front of him. Just be like, God, I'm so sorry for X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, all the way through the alphabet. And you tell him everything. And he will set you free from that. And you get into the word. As soon as after you pray, you get into the word. You listen to a podcast on spiritual warfare and something that's going to help you spiritually grow. You could even listen to this, the, you know, these episodes, if that's what's helping you. But I was telling my husband, I was like, I don't ever want to not be authentically myself in my struggles in the way that I live my life with the people that are listening to this podcast because I don't have it all together and I don't want people to think I do I don't and you know what the most beautiful part of it is God doesn't care 
She's like, daughter, I don't want you to have it all together. Son, I don't want you to have it all together. I need you to lean on me and I will help you get there. But we can't be living this lie that, oh, Christians, we don't get, you know, we don't deal with demons. No, no, we don't deal with temptations. We don't deal with those struggles. Those are for people that are not believers. No. I think we deal with it harder because we know. We know. We know right from wrong. And uh, lastly, I want to go to Galatians 5.1. It says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Whether you are not physically in chains, those actions that you're being tempted with, if you were to commit them, you would be a slave to your sin. Your children, okay, would be slaves to your sin. David's family bled and had to deal with the worst types of punishments, not at the hands of their own actions, but their actions of their father. Don't think that, oh, God's going to forgive me. I'll just do it and then God will forgive me because the sadly the people that are going to pay are the generations coming after you. Do you want your child to deal with addiction? It doesn't have to be to smoking. But do you want your child to to deal with an addiction to anything? I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my family. I don't want that for my future generations. I want them to be free in Christ. I want them to be spiritually free in Christ. Physically free in Christ. That nothing that this world offers them will bound them to, that, to, to, to this world. To the devil. I don't want that for any of my kids. So that's why. If you're struggling with this this temptation, you don't give in. You fight. But you fight with Jesus. And you fight with God. Because if you have them in your corner, you will never lose. But if you keep fighting this fight on your own, you will. Because you will never be able to earn the grace of God. We don't earn it. He gives it freely. But we need to control what we can. If you have no self-control, that's a God issue in you. Because when you're with God, you don't want to do anything to hurt Him. And if you can control it, you will. Don't ever... Don't ever think that you 
you can do it on your own. Because I'm, I'm here to tell you, you can't. You can't. You just need to learn. You need to learn how to surrender. And to everybody, that's different, you know. But you come to a you come to a place where you know in your heart, you're like, God, I can't do this without you. And that's the part where I was at because I was like, my mind can't deal with any more thoughts. I can't. I've entertained these thoughts for the past two weeks three weeks a month and it's getting to the point where it's eating my mind alive and the only way and I knew that the only way I would be able to be set free from that is if I go to God my flesh just didn't want to go to God your flesh is not going to want to go to God it's going to want you to feed into your temptations Because it wants you to be a slave to the master of this world, which is Satan. If you keep allowing yourself to be a tool for the devil to use, you'll be in his toolbox. If you allow for God to use you and you be a tool in his kingdom, he will use you. He will change you. Maybe you were some rugged old little, you know, hammer here and he shined you up and he made you brand new so you can help fix somebody else. So... I I don't know if you were expecting this week's podcast to be light and fluffy. Um, I don't care if it hurt your feelings. um, Because, you know, if we only cared about hurting each other's feelings, the Bible wouldn't be around. (laughs) Because God's here to wake you up and shake you up. And your flesh is not going to want to hear it. And uh, I I remember I saw somebody talk about it. Uh, It was like, you know, why is it that people get so self-absorbed with their physical bodies? And somebody was like, well, because your physical body knows that it's going to die when it stays here. Like when you die, it stays here. It doesn't go with you. So it wants you to, to need it, right? But when in reality, all you need is God. All you need is him. So, I don't know if you've been struggling with temptation. I don't know if you've been struggling with this type of addictive um, spirit. But, I'm going to pray for you right now. Whoever you might be. Father God, I just thank you for this person. God. Thank you for letting them listen to this word that you've put in their heart, Father God. I pray that you transform every fiber of their mind, of their being, in the name of Jesus, Father God. I rebuke any spirit of addiction over them in the name of Jesus. 
Father God, tear down every wall that the devil has built to cloud this person from coming to you, Father God. Rip out every weed, root of addiction and temptation, Father God, out of their life in the name of Jesus, Father God. That you reassure them that you're there and that you will kick anybody's butt, any demon, any devil, in the name of Jesus to save them from themselves, Father God. I also pray that they have an amazing week. That you just continue to speak through them, Father God. And that you manifest yourself in, in their life, Father God. And that anywhere else they need you, that you're there to help them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, I don't usually pray at the end of the, of the podcast, but I just felt led to. Because I don't know who else needs it. I know that I needed it. <laughs> I needed to talk to you guys about this and, you know, be obedient. And I hope that God really spoke to you. And if it's not you, it's a family member that's dealing with addiction. It is hereditary and it goes back. It is a generational curse. And you, you're you going to be the one to break it. Alright, so... Have an amazing week. God bless you guys. Um, I will be back next week. I am on break. So I'll be able to be I'll releasing more episodes and keep you guys in the loop of what's going on. Um, I would ask, I'm even going to ask, pray, pray for me. Um, I need it. If uh, God's leading you to do that and... Uh, Yeah, I'll be back next week. So have an amazing week. God bless you guys. Remember to pray. Stay in the word of God. Love each other. And let God transcend himself through you guys. See ya.